welcome to the Non-Gendered Fitness Podcast, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Non-Gendered Fitness, the home of queer fitness and health, previously known as Fearless Movement Collective. Now here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 78. My name is Boa Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am stoked to have you join me. This episode is recorded on the stolen land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, we're going to be looking at another thing about our bodies that I think is important to know. And today... We're going to be having a see at what actually happens to our body fat when we get leaner or lose weight. Because (laughs) all we ever hear about from the fitness industrial complex and Western culture when it comes to weight loss is that we should do that. (laughs) It's not overly specific. (laughs) Just don't be fat is pretty much what this view comes down to culturally. They say that we need to have less body fat to be, quote, your fingers, attractive, healthy, fit, athletic, or whatever. (laughs) But that concept of losing weight is actually pretty vague. It's just like, you know, just have less of it somehow. And this is usually said by people who aren't knowledgeable about weight loss or don't actually practice what they're telling other people to do uh, to present within a certain aesthetic either. It's quite hypocritical. And what is actually happening in our bodies when we do reduce the amount of fat that we have? You know, what, what, what is going on there? And it's like that information isn't important The only important thing is that aesthetic result of losing weight. It's not like this is what your body does. It's like you just just have less, just have less of that. (laughs) And I personally think that it's so important that we understand how our bodies function because we all have one. (laughs) And if we're going to be taking actions that change our bodies, I think that it's really helpful that we know what the plop is going on inside of us. So with that in mind, let's check out the process that our bodies go through when we do reduce body fat. Now a disclaimer before we go further, I do love disclaimers. (laughs) I don't believe that weight loss firstly is an essential thing that people should work towards. I don't think it is important to have as like the focus when it comes to getting active. Now I understand that many folks, including people that I train, want to develop a certain aesthetic and that is totally valid. That was my experience as well. But to achieve this, it's always better to focus on getting active or your training if you are training or looking at it and nutrition. The the changing that our body shape goes through, it 
just becomes the byproduct of those actions. And when we make weight loss that main focus, it can become hard to see beyond that. And we, we can fixate on these numbers and it can become unhealthy. It can lead to unsafe eating practices and body views and our bodies change slowly so when we're pinning all of our hopes on seeing these numbers on the scale chains or our girth weights change and stuff like our girth measurements change weights (laughs) it becomes really really difficult now I know when I uh, started training a few years ago now it actually wasn't when I started training it was a few years after but I went through this stage where I'm like I'm going to enter body competition. I think that will be a great idea. I mean, in reality, any competition where the whole point of it is that random people judge you based on their own perception of what they think a good aesthetic is and rate your body based on how little body fat you have and how lean and muscular you can make yourself, it's really not a healthy environment. And I, to do that, had to really strictly diet and focus a lot on cutting as many calories as I could while still trying to develop muscles so that I could get like really shredded. The whole practice is quite unhealthy. Um, it's not great on your organs long term because you do a lot of what's called flushing where you like drink a buttload of water. Your body's like bonza, lots of water. And then like leading up to the day before the competition, you're drinking like liters and liters and liters of water a day. And then you just cut the water out and your body's still in this process of using a lot of water and then you're not giving it a lot of water. So you get really kind of shriveled up and really your skin looks extra tight and you look extra lean because you essentially just like aggressively dehydrated yourself. Anyway, not healthy. My point being, (laughs) while I was going through this process and while I was really focusing on having to get lean, having to lose that weight, having to become as, for lack of a better word, as like as little amount of body fat as I could, I started to see my body differently. I started to shame myself for the areas where I didn't see my weight shifting, where I thought I was fat, where I wasn't trying hard enough. I was starting to eat in really, really restrictive ways. And when this becomes our focus when we train, it's very easy to slip into these cycles of kind of un- unhelpful and potentially unhealthy practices. And our bodies do change slowly. And when we pin our expectations on our body becoming a certain way, looking a certain way, and it doesn't happen quickly, it becomes really, really difficult to stay motivated, to see the bigger picture beyond those kind of really kind of smaller term goals. Because overall, long term, when it comes to training, it's about how we can move for the rest of our lives. What practices can we start now that still benefit us in 20 years, that still benefit us in 40 years? You know, these are the habits we need to start looking at that are sustainable. And focusing on weight and stuff like that is not sustainable. And not only that, what happens once we reach that goal? Then what? It kind of becomes, okay, well, this was my only goal, but now what? And it can also become a little bit kind of deflating and disheartening in that aspect. So bringing that all back around on my disclaimer, (laughs) when it comes to any sort of uh, changes to your body, focusing on being active consistently, focusing on what you're eating, how it makes you feel, you know, both physically and emotionally. These are the important things to think of. And the changes that happen in our bodies they're going to happen just as a byproduct of that. And that's a far more constructive and healthy way to approach any sort of 
goals that we have that may be about changing our aesthetic. And there's nothing wrong with having body fat. Our bodies are supposed to have fat. So even though this episode I'm talking about where fat goes when we do lose weight, that's not necessarily the most important thing about training, I think is what I'm actually trying to say (laughs) after that very long disclaimer. And all goals are great to have so long as they're sustainable. Okay, (laughs) now let's actually look at, firstly, before we can understand how our bodies lose weight, let's look at how our bodies actually store fat. So our bodies have fat cells. They're all over our bodies. In some areas, there's a higher accumulation of them than others. This is what kind of gives us our general shape. It's influenced by hormones and things like that. And it's a a common misconception to think that people who hold more weight have more fat cells. This is not necessarily the case. In reality, when we store fat, what we're actually doing is just our fat cells can enlarge and they just get bigger. And this is because for us to store more fat in our cells, they need to make more space. Not necessarily that we produce more fat cells, though this can happen as well, but it's a lot of it to do with the fact that our fat cells themselves actually just get bigger, making our bodies bigger. Now, what this means is that when we begin to reduce the amount of body fat that we have, it's because our fat cells start to shrink. Yes, I know, amazing. (laughs) And when I first learned this, it kind of blew my mind. Not going to (laughs) lie. And I think it's because we're just not taught this sort of thing. We're taught these generalized concepts like, oh, fat is bad to have. You don't want to have fat on your body and we should have less fat, but not how our body stores it, what's the process, what's even going on under our skins in there for our bodies to be doing these things. And I also think that it's not talked about because being fat is kind of a taboo subject. There's a lot of shame and harm associated with people who have a lot of fat on their bodies like it's not seen as a good thing it's not seen as aesthetically pleasing it's not seen as beautiful in a very western culture this is it's so much to do with this western view of beauty standards that shames fat bodies for not being attractive and this is just not it's not true it's not helpful there's nothing wrong with a person's body having fat all of our bodies have fat It's a natural thing and it's essential for our survival. It's essential for our bodies to function. But these toxic views have been placed on fatness and that shame and a lot of that, I guess, like ostracizing of people for being fat has led to it being, it's like, oh, well, don't talk about that. It's just a bad thing. And then people feel bad when they have fat. I I think that's really just so not okay. And I actually did a whole episode on the benefits of body fat. (laughs) Back in episode 53, you can check it out where you're listening to this episode. If you haven't listened to it or if you want to have a re-listen. Because our body fat actually does some really great things for us. And it is not a bad thing to have. So 
just be mindful of that, that fat is, per- fat is perceived as this bad thing. And even medically, like I'm going to put a quote of fingers on that medically because I don't think the medical industry is necessarily the greatest thing around. There's a lot of benefits that it's done, but there's a lot of toxic stuff and information that it has pushed out there and based on research that is inherently biased towards certain Western opinions. So... There's nothing wrong with body fat. There's nothing wrong with talking about body fat. There's no shame in someone who has fat. And when people do start working to lose weight, there's almost like this celebration of, oh, good for you. Like you're you're doing the right thing now. Like implying that before that they weren't doing the right thing. And it also has a, a kind of skewed view on people who may be looking to lose weight who are fat celebrating bad eating or like bad eating um unsafe eating practices like eating disorders it's like it's celebrated if you're someone who's fat but if you're someone who's already skinny it's like oh no that's a bad thing it's a bad thing to have an eating disorder but it's not a bad thing to have an eating disorder if you're someone who's fat like that doesn't even make sense it's it's not helpful for anyone to have eating disorders but these views are just really backwards when it comes to this sort of thing and That was a little bit of a segue. (laughs) But what it comes down to is all our bodies store fat and it's based on genetics. It's based on where we have distributions of fat cells within our bodies and the size of our fat cells that influence how big our bodies are. Now that we've had a look at that, plus a little extra, (laughs) what actually happens when we lose weight? When we lose fat cells, when our fat cells start to shrink, because I can guarantee you that it doesn't happen the way that you think it does. It doesn't happen the way that what most popular views or what is pushed by trainers, by the fitness industrial complex, it's not what they say. And over the years, since I first became a trainer, I have kept myself up to date with all of the changes that have come about with training, with nutrition over the years. And like, keep in mind, this is over the past like nine years or so now. There's a lot that's changed that's positive. There's a lot of trends that have come and gone. Don't even worry about them. They're silly. (laughs) And I've heard so many different theories and approaches about nutrition and weight loss. And the most commonly spoken view is that perception of, you know, energy in equals energy out, meaning that the calories we put into our body needs to be equal to or lesser than the energy that we expend in a day to reduce our body weight. And while elements of this are true, it's based on this concept that our stored fat, uh, when converted to energy, is like, quote, you think is burned by our bodies, which is not, that's not how the process happens. <laughs> and another common theory is that fat cells are converted to muscle when we train, which is physically impossible. <laughs> For a little while now, I've been reading and learning about different theories about how our bodies actually do reduce our stored body fat. And the research that I've been reading suggests that our bodies actually do this 
by breaking down our fat cells to metabolize within the body. And a lot of it is actually converted to carbon dioxide and water. Like 84% of the fat being converted in our bodies is to carbon dioxide and it's exhaled through our lungs, right? Oh, and similar, uh, not similar to a smaller number of that, like 16% is turned into water in our body and it mixes in with all the other fluids we've got going around in our bodies and we end up sweating it out or we wee it out right now (laughs) this is not a commonly spoken about concept it's not it's not seen as a mainstream view it's it's quite it's quite um ambiguous or not ambiguous um what's the word i'm looking for here the one where it's not not heard about anyway it's not heard about i can't think of the word it's fine (laughs) and it goes against so much of what is commonly perceived about the way that we generally lose weight you know like thinking of those those ways that i mentioned earlier it's no one's saying well when we metabolize energy it gets turned into carbon dioxide and we literally just exhale our our metabolized body fat but it's mind-blowing and I found it so fascinating learning about this and this theory goes even further and suggests that when we metabolize the foods we eat in the forms of carbohydrates protein fats and fiber we actually end up exhaling most of this as well what does make it through our intestines is just fiber that's what we all poop out, just fiber. <laughs> but carbs, proteins, and fats all wind up through the process of digestion and conversion uh, through all of the digestive processes and, and energy storage processes get converted essentially to carbon dioxide and water, and we <laughs> breathe it out. Don't breathe like that too much. You'll end up getting dizzy. <laughs> now, I know this may go against... A lot of everything that you've heard or you've learned, I know it goes against a lot of what I had originally learned even when I first started my training certification. This isn't the kind of thing that we were told about. And it it's, goes against even the view or the common views of how our bodies function. So I've included the research that I, <laughs> that I uh, have been reading in the show notes so you can go and check it out there for yourself. And yeah, have, have a read. It's really interesting stuff. And this research date back to like 2014, I think, was when this sort of thing that I came across it anyway. Now, just because we metabolize fats into carbon dioxide and water doesn't mean that you can just breathe more or elevate your heart rate and like, boom, you're going to lose weight. Though our metabolic rate, which is the rate at which our body converts energy, does influence that conversion to carbon dioxide and water and being active and moving our bodies is a great way to increase that which is why moving our bodies through exercise like resistance training and stuff like that is so helpful when it comes to reducing our body size because we use more 
uh, more respiration. We breathe more and that helps to create that. But it's not that simple. It is far more complicated of a process. And the level of activity that we practice in and the foods we eat do still play a part in how our bodies function and metabolize energy and physically develop. So when it comes to kind of understanding how our bodies use the stored fat, metabolize it, convert it to carbon dioxide and water, keeping it simple in understanding what you can do is really important. And it's something that I always, always talk about, whether it's with you listening or whether it's with one of my crew members who I train. And the best thing that you can do is to move in the ways that you can when you can and eat the foods that help you feel good both physically and emotionally. By that I mean eat the foods that when you finish eating them you feel satisfied, you feel comfortable, you don't feel lethargic or bloated or you don't get a stomach ache or anything like that. These two simple practices, just moving when you can in the ways you can and eating those foods that help you feel good that's it. That's what it all comes down to because by doing that and following that practice, you're giving your you're giving yourself the best chance to help your body function in the best way that it can in the unique ways that it functions for you because all of our bodies do things differently. We all we all process different foods differently. Some of us can eat different things so it's important to keep that in mind because not all of our bodies do the same stuff it's very much the opposite a lot of our bodies do lots of different stuff to other people's bodies (laughs) and that's okay because your body is amazing and it's amazing just the way that it is right now and I really hope that by learning a little bit more about your body that you can see how incredible it is as well and that's why I like sharing these things that I think are important for us to know about our bodies. (laughs) Yes. Alrighty, let's have a look at what we've gone over today. First, we looked at how our bodies store fat by increasing the size of our fat cells before we then touched on just the taboo subject that it is to talk about fat and fat in our bodies and being fat. Now remember, our bodies are supposed to have fat and it's healthy for us. There is actually research, I I read quite a bit of research, (laughs) there's actually research out there that suggests that people with a lower percentage of body fat actually have increased risks of overall mortality, that's like increased risk of overall just dying, than folks that have average or higher than average percentages of body fat. But you don't hear that being talked about much, do you? Of course not. <laughs> that doesn't fit in with the, the cultural modern beauty standards that have been pushed. No, it's quite the opposite. So just remember that. Like there's, there's a lot of other narratives out there that are backed by research, that are backed by, by a lot of people who have taken the time to say, you know what, actually this isn't true. This is actually how bodies can function very well without having to be like very, very lean. Finally, we looked at where our fat goes when we reduce it, which is through the process of our fat cells being broken down into carbon dioxide and water and then removed 
from our bodies by exhaling it through our lungs, which is how we get rid of carbon dioxide out of our bodies, or sweating it out or weighing it out when it is turned into water. Yes. And you can find all of the details about today's show in the show notes. If you enjoyed this show or, you know, other show, other shows, other folks who might enjoy this episode or another episode, there's a whole buttload of them there now, share it around, friends. The more people who can learn about their bodies or things that they can do to help themselves, the better. Now, if you have any questions about this episode or you want to learn more about how we may be able to support you, you can go to our website, www.nongenderedfitness.com. You can send us a message there. You can jump in and try out one of our free trials. You can jump in and just go straight into some training. It's all there for you on the website. If you prefer to find us on the socials, though, you can find us on Facebook at Non-Gendered Fitness. You can go to Instagram, which was where we're most active, by going to Non-Gendered Fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Yes. And until next week, remember, our bodies are supposed to have fat. They need fat to function. And there is no shame in that. No matter how much or how little fat you have, know that your body is doing exactly what it is supposed to do. So feel proud about your body because it is freaking incredible exactly as it is. Have a rad as day pass.